Bryce and Ren and Corey in the house. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today we'll be discussing season two, episode nine of Corey in the house titled Model Behavior. This is episode number 30 of the podcast. With me as always to break down all things Corey in the house is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Bryce, we have five episodes left. Isn't it incredible? I, I can see the end in sight. Mm-hmm. We are so close. And I was thinking also, so not only that, but we also have, um, like, just thinking about how far we've come, Ren. Right? Have you, beginnings. Have you thought about that? Like, it seems like just yesterday we were watching Corey fall off a horse and land in uh, horse poo. It's, wow. Mm-hmm. And since then we've played the game. We've watched three Disney Channel original movies. Mm-hmm. We watched the game plan. Yeah. It, this has been an adventure. It's been an absolute adventure. So it's it's a little bit bittersweet. It's uh, sweet, actually. I'm not even going to say bittersweet. <laughs> not going to lie. The The best part about this podcast is talking to you. Uh, the worst part is that it's about Corey in the house. So uh, June 20th. It won't be anymore, though. I oh, know. We'll know what will be coming up. We will, yeah. Um, so June twentieth, um, that is that's the day that our poll will close. So if you've not yet voted yet on uh, what is next for us to podcast about, what show we will be podcasting about next, uh, you got to do it before June twentieth. Otherwise, uh, whatever gets the most votes, that's gonna be it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to watch Bryce and Ren in the Full House? Yeah. Do you really want that? Because if you don't. Or if you won't listen to it, uh, don't uh, don't sit idly by and let Full House conquer the polls. So, um, what if we get an Aunt Becky situation? Aunt Be- oh, uh, well, someone would need to actively pay us to do Full House. I like. I mean, I would do what it. If she tries to buy her way into Bryson Ren like she did the schools. I would accept the money, Ren. You wouldn't. You wouldn't accept money to podcast about Full House. Bryson, Ren, and Lori Laughlin in the Full House. Sure, <laughs> sure. If it's if we're getting paid the type of money that she possibly, I don't know the numbers, but that she gave to the schools. Sure, I'll accept that to podcast with her about Full House. Right. I mean, people would probably listen to that too. She's kind of a hot commodity. So. All right, it's looking like there were allegedly $500,000 worth in bribes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if she offered us that to be on the podcast, mm-hmm. I think I'd feel comfortable accepting that's, it. Yeah, that's like Victor, uh, that's beyond Victor freezer money. That's... <laughs> we, we're both getting our own share of freezer money. Yeah, that's that's massive. You're Yeah, you would do that too, right? I mean, look, it's not like the college thing, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to snitch. She wants to be on the podcast. Why would we snitch? There's nothing. There's nothing illegal about it. <laughs> I just don't she... want. I just don't want to create a situation. Okay. Do you think she's afraid to give anyone money now? 
She doesn't like, for she anything. Doesn't give friends. Doesn't like, break cash. Yeah, she goes to the grocery and she's like, she wants to. Uh, she like hesitates every single time she needs to pay for the groceries. No longer donates to charities. Yeah, uh, she's scared. She's scared to give anyone any money for the. I would you do? Yeah, um, we joke, but like what she did was pretty. Uh, it's not great, right? <laughs> I, just, I just want to. Be clear about that. Do, do we need it? I feel like it's one of those things that goes without saying. Yeah, well, what if... Okay. We, are, we do not condone the actions of Lori Laughlin <laughs> and the other uh, members of the 2019 college admissions bribery scandal. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you never know, Ren. I don't want anyone coming at us and saying, like, hey, Brace and Ren, you made light, but I had applied to the same school as Lori Laughlin's child that year and didn't get in, and it was because of the, the bribery. Right, so you never know. We get canceled. <laughs> yeah, I, I see the posts now about um, the two two guys podcasting and uh, cheering on Lori Laughlin for what she did. <laughs> Just let's be clear, not what we are doing. All we're saying is, if she presented five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to us, we would accept it. And podcast with her weekly about Full House. We would not admit her daughter into a college. Correct. <laughs> so, Red. So, uh, let's talk Corey. Okay. Okay. Um, so, model behavior. Uh, you, uh, I know you and I chatted a little bit before the episode. You felt like the episode uh, had some red flags. I did, but overall, I actually kind of liked it in comparison to the past few episodes we've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, why is it that you liked it more than what we've seen so far? I actually laughed. Yeah. It actually uh, got some laughs out of me, which is rare for Corey in the house in general. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame that it's tied to an episode that ha- it has issues. All Corey in the house episodes have issues. Yeah. Um, and it like the episode itself so there definitely were some bits that i found funny but it also felt very off the rails yeah that was another aspect of it that mm-hmm. made it more engaging than usual for me in yeah. general cory in the house has been kind of becoming more unhinged with mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. but it, it truly feels like it's the last week of work no one gives a shit anymore someone's yep. gonna call out their second and last day and you know they, they just gotta get through it as best they can this is for them not so much for us yes yeah it's uh and like as the audience i felt like i was kind of watching and i was like oh like they're just having fun at this point um there was really some strange elements here we believe that this is stickler's possibly last episode as well it might not be (laughs) we don't know he might pop up again uh we you never know with Corey in the house so, uh, yeah, so the, the episode itself opens with Corey and Newt in football uniforms. It's because they're trying out for the football team. And whenever you, when, you know, whenever a high school is doing football tryouts, they always fit and measure the kids trying out mm-hmm. and give them personalized jerseys with their own numbers. So yeah. that way when they're cut, it hurts more because <laughs> they lost something. When, when you got that, that uh washington prep money that Lori laughlin money uh they kind of they can do whatever they want with it right 
Yeah. So, so that's the only real reason why, uh, only real explanation as to why they have these custom football outfits, right? It has um, to be. And it's just, it's bizarre to me to see them both in football uniforms, right? This Koi and Newt have never struck me, like I've never pictured them playing sports. No, it, it doesn't sports. seem like it's in their wheelhouse. Doesn't seem like they'd be good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they're doing it to uh, try to get some girlfriends. <laughs> Trying to impress some nebulous cheerleaders who only appear in the cold open. Which is bizarre. So Corey has gone from uh, kissing Candy to having a conversation with Candy about their relationship and confirming that they are boyfriend and girlfriend to last week uh, they are now questionably not dating and now Corey's looking for a new girlfriend. Bryce, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you and I were like, oh, this is probably going to be here for continuity, right? We, we were probably going to see Candy and Corey till the end, but no. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. So, you- wait, no. This is this is all wrong. Mm-hmm. Last week, Candy asked Corey to define the relationship again, right? Yes. That was episode 206 in the production order. This episode is 207, so it was written right after it. Okay. So this is just a genuine like yeah. They don't care. They don't they don't care. They don't care. Uh, no. They there's no continuity here regarding the Corey and Candy relationship, which you and I, like I thought we were going to get that we were going to find out that they were going to be together forever at least till the end of the season. They had like well, four episodes to keep them together. Mina wasn't in the episode, so you can't have Candy without Mina. <laughs> Mina. You know, they're two halves of the same whole. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just have half a character, and season one of Corey in the house mm-hmm. showed us what that's like. Uh, I barely realized that Mina was not here. I actually have a note in my uh, Google Doc mm-hmm. the moment I realized Mina was not in the episode. Oh, good. I'm curious yeah, what, when it comes I'll up. I'll share it when we get there. Sure. Um, so, Corey and Newt, they are trying out for football, trying to imp- impress some, some cheerleaders. We get kind of like a transition. We zoom in on Corey's jersey and then zoom out. They're now covered in dirt and they're like hobbling away. Uh, tryouts didn't go well. Yeah, they did right? not make the cut for the Washington Laughlins. No. <laughs> they quit after five minutes. Right, they're that's such a Well, in their defense, they look pretty battered after five minutes what happened out there i can only assume they showed up all the jocks went get them and just piled them uh is boomer maybe on the football team yes but boomer is currently pretending to be a student so he's like wearing glasses a t-shirt and a backpack so people (laughs) don't realize he's a bear and not a kid and but also with that said boomer has a lot more social capital than Corey and newt Right. Well, he, he's like one of the main jocks. Yeah. <laughs> he just growls in the corner in his uh, football uniform. Classic boomer. <laughs> <laughs> and so they quit. Corey and Newt, they're done with football. Uh, they've been put through one too many uh, of the jock built saw traps during football <laughs> tryouts. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we're going to quit. And that's when um, we go to the credits. Uh, Bryce, now that we're at the credits, I can ask you with 
comfortably. Yeah. What's your favorite saw trap? Okay. Yeah. Um, my favorite saw trap is I want to say it's in saw six, but it might be five. Um, at this point, it's been a, a hot minute since I've seen them all. Um, it's the rotating. There's the people on like oh, the, the carousel. carousel That's in six. the shotgun. Six. That's um, a Williams HR firm. Yes. Um, firm. I love the choice element of that one. I think it's really creepy. I think it's um, psychologically scarier than the actual gore that mm-hmm. accompanies it. Um, what about you? So the movie itself, I think, is one of the worst films. Mm-hmm. But I love the opening trap in Saw 5 where Strom is in the glass box and it's filling up with water. Oh, yeah. Give himself the tracheotomy with the pen. Mm. It To me, it's just one of the most clever ways of defeating a trap. And the fact that he survives with minimal gore makes it way more memorable. Yeah. No, and that, he also that's makes a good the one. final trap in the movie way more of a hit mm-hmm. because we see him outsmart Hoffman. <sighs> They're so good. Ren, well, I can't wait for uh Yeah, you and I are definitely going to need to podcast about some Saw uh, in the fall. The, the continuity of it, it just makes it so compelling. It does, yeah. The twist, the turns. Uh, we'll have to take Saw, the book of, what is it, Spiral, the book of Saw. Yep. Uh, into consideration as well. So. Bryson, Ren, and Chris Rock at IMAX. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Stickler... He's here in this episode. Uh, Plays a very strange role. He is constantly in it just to be out of it. It's his most prominent role yet. And I feel like it kind of plays in to Mm -hmm. one very specific aspect of Stickler that maybe wasn't an intentional joke, but the writers have clearly realized it. And it's that Stickler always abandons Corey whenever he teams up with him. Which happens like three times in this episode. But I think definitely unintentional previously, but uh, you're right. I think the writers maybe realized that this is a a trait of Stickler's. So they wanted wanted to give it to him. Um, Okay, so Stickler shows up and he's like, so which one of you is mommy make it stop? This is a weird question because Stickler's immediate follow-up makes it obvious who's who. Yeah, it does. And Newt's like, oh, it's me. And Stickler points at Corey. I guess that makes you daddy know. It's only one of Corey's three catchphrases. Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, pretty funny. <laughs> I liked this line. Me too. So Newt and Corey, the, they've quit hockey, water polo, and ballroom dancing. Why did they choose these three activities? I don't know. I mean ballroom like ballroom dancing is the wacky one here right yeah and then hockey yeah why these sports not like baseball and soccer would have been washington prep only offers hockey water polo Mm -hmm. ballroom dancing uh outdoors karate and Mm -hmm. football (laughs) the the outdoors karate (laughs) uh yeah so um i feel like we're robbed of golden episodes here we, we definitely were. Corey and Newt taking the ice. That would have been fun. Uh, I picture Newt being naturally very good on ice, but being more of like a figure skater and less of a hockey player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And Corey's a naturally good defensive goalie because the pucks just naturally hit him. <laughs> uh, okay, we, did, so we just wrote the 40th episode of Corey in the house. We did. We'll send it to Disney. Uh, thanks, Mr. Disney. Uh, he got... <laughs> nice, Mr. Disney. Nice, Mr. Disney. <laughs> uh, so Stickler wants to be friends with Corey. Because his new. spy robot died. Nelson 2.0 was good people. <laughs> We're just, we're just starting strong. <laughs> They're throwing everything at the wall. They realize the cancellation is a, is coming down on them soon. Um, uh, the writer's strike is already happening. There are only three writers left in the writer's room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is Nelson 2.0 was the intern's chance to make it big on Disney. So uh, this is really uh, like grazed over here. Um, but Stickler, so uh, Stickler says this, Corey and Newton are like, yeah, nonetheless, I want nothing to do with you. Stickler's like, yeah, well, I've been tracking some supermodels. What? That's an abuse of power, is it not? What? That's an abuse of, like, uh, CIA power of the tech. That, that's just an average use of CIA power, Bryce. Boom. Uh, Commentary. <laughs> Bryce and Ren get political. <laughs> well, uh because this is stickler he loves stalking women it's like his thing how how this surprises you now he had a fly robot that yeah that followed mina around yeah um great point right so stickler's back at his old his old tricks um and he promises Corey and newt that he can get them into a big party with them so by i i was a little thrown off by this because like by stalking these these supermodels why does that make stickler think he can get into the party it's not that stickler thinks that stalking the supermodels mm-hmm. is what going to get it's what's going to get him into the party it's his badge later that he thinks is going to get him okay in. so he's he not worried knows about getting there's in. a party because he's stalking the supermodels, the supermodels. okay uh, so we're going to take a break from this because um, Corey and Newt, they're like, yes, I'm all in. Let's go see these supermodels. I want to share my favorite line from the scene before we move on, though. Okay, yeah, what was it? <clears throat> I've got no one to play with until I build a new friend. <laughs> uh, what a good Stickler line. Stickler's lines in general tonight were... <laughs> You know, maybe the writer who usually writes Stickler was one of the few who stuck around. Yeah. He, he really loves what Corey in the house represents. Mm-hmm. Stickler heavy content. It's like, uh... <sighs> who's the Kim's convenience guy who says, uh, who's now MCU? Who is that? Um, the one that was in the See individual. You? I'm not sure. I don't know how the, I don't know if that's if how it's, that is how it's pronounced. Okay, but I forgot the point I was gonna make with this because I was looking him up. I've never seen Kim's Convenience, so I'm oh, not sure who's in it. What I was it. gonna say is he he made a comment mm-hmm. that he admires what the show represents, even if he doesn't like the show's quality. So maybe okay. the Stickler writer, yeah, you know, he's not happy with the quality of the show, but he's sticking around because he he knows what Corey in the House represents. He knows what okay yeah down mm-hmm. so even though he, he doesn't care about the quality but it's what it represents mm-hmm. what the it message means behind it. it yeah um 
So Sophie, our B plot here. Sophie again is our B plot. Uh, the father daughter dance is coming up at school. And Victor's excited for Sophie. Mm-hmm. Sophie is less than excited, though. I mean, would you want to go to a father-daughter dance with the president of the United States? Uh, definitely not if his approval rating is negative 100 and, what, 90? Negative 190, I, I think, think, is where so. he's sitting at. Yeah. It's something like that. That alone would be embarrassing. But she's worried about his dance moves. He mm-hmm. wants to waltz. Yeah. At the, yeah, uh, middle, at the elementary school dance. Mm-hmm. I think he has unrealistic expectations for what this dance is going to entail of. Um, he is a president who lives in his own world. Mm-hmm. Do uh, father-daughter dances still happen? I don't know. I've They never happened at any of the schools I went to. Yeah, same with me. I don't... Um, I don't know. Maybe I, it's I, more of like a South thing, like debutante balls. Yes. Um, sorry, all I can think of is Borat. Um, <laughs> with, with that. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if those exist. Uh, or if they're just like TV, uh, made up for TV. But nonetheless, Sophie's school is going to have one. I'm sure Miss Flowers is going to be there. Tanisha is going to be there. Haley uh, and like after being... Dad. You, Haley's dad. I was going to say Haley. I mean... Yeah, Haley after being fumigated for a little bit. Tanisha's um, cool big father. Tanisha's who? Cool big father. Cool big father. <laughs> father of Tanisha's cool big sister. <laughs> Man, I think that crew is honestly more interesting uh, <laughs> than anything we have with our main cast at the moment, right? Spinoff? I would watch it. Sophie and Tanisha and Haley in the house. Yeah, please. It's a reboot waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Sophie's worried about Martina's embarrassing. Uh, Victor promises to teach some funky, cool moves. Uh, as he says that, he throws a stack of plates up in the air. He, like, flips it and catches it. Responsible? <laughs> Should the White House chef be pulling such a stunt? Throwing, throwing plates up in the air? Is it like a power move in front of the president? To show Martinez that he can do it. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. I can. Because that's the thing. So it's not a single plate that he like tosses and then catches. It was a straight up like five or six plates stacked on top of each other that he then flips like a penny. Uh, and then catches. And Delta's showing off. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what's happening here. I assume that the, um, the prop department like glued all these plates together or something. But I just said, Wow. Like, what a bold move. And uh, Sophie has the line here of, uh, if you're to Martinez, to her dad, she's like, if you're going to throw your hands up in the air, please don't wave them like you just don't care. Good joke. Uh, it's fine. It reminds me a little bit of the Shrek. Nope. You, you think so- someone in the audience, someone in the writer's room watched Shrek? Red bus. What? I don't know why I said the Shrek. I meant the, the Grinch. I meant the Grinch. <laughs> I meant Cindy Lou and the Grinch. <laughs> Different green guy. B- 
both their hearts grow three times si- sizes. Three, oh, time, three times three sizes. times bigger. <laughs> she the way the way Sophie delivers this line reminds me a lot of Cindy Lou Who in the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch. Shrek. Of <laughs> the same don- the same way Donkey delivers this line to Fiona. Um in the Shrek. No. Um <laughs> Do you like the Grinch? Do you like it? Do I like the Grinch? The Jim Carrey Grinch? I wasn't a huge fan of it growing up. Have you? When was the last time you saw it? I was a kid when I last saw it. You got to watch it again. I uh, I liked the live action Cat in the Hat. Um, that is so, a fever dream of a movie. All it is. All I remember. So two things from that movie. There's like purple slime, right? I think. And then there's a scene where I was afraid. Um, I thought the movie was inappropriate in that movie because there's a scene where uh, Mike Myers as the cat in the hat is like doing repairs on the couch and pulls up a couch cushion and you can see his butt crack because there's like a plumber joke. And I, Ren, I thought it was the most inappropriate scene. You I, saw a butt? Uh, not even a full butt, Ren. I saw like the one one sixteenth of a butt and i was like oh my goodness like i am only in i don't know third grade i don't know how old i was but i not old enough to be watching that that's for sure the first time i watched cat in the hat Mm -hmm. we had to take my sister to the hospital and it was on in the children's room and then was your sister okay yeah she's still alive and stuff yeah but uh, i watched all the cat in the hat in the children's room (laughs) Good memory. Yeah. Yeah. And see, so make sure to thank your sister next time you see her. Because if you didn't get hurt, you never would have never would have seen the cat in the hat. I'll, I'll thank her for yes. <laughs> allowing me the opportunity to watch a Mike Myers, <laughs> a Mike Myers joint. Um, all right. So Corey Newton Stickler are now no, in the net. wait. What? Bryce. Before we move on, you missed something. Uh, there's a moment right before Victor, where like Victor is crossing from President Martinez, where Jean Dequino is clearly blanking on his line. And Ronald Sheridan is waiting for him to say something. There's like one beat of silence too long. And they leave it in the show? They leave it in the show. You can clearly see that John is forgetting what that he has to say something next. And Ugh. Rondell doesn't want to go to his next line. He probably had the Hannah Montana shoot that same week. Well, they probably so. didn't have enough footage left, like actual like physical film. Yeah. <laughs> they had to ration out what was left for the last five episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John was like, can we do that one again? And they said, no. No, we got to move on. Time is money. Uh, all right, now can we talk about Corey Newton Stickler in an alleyway? Trying to go into an adult for trying to go into an adult, trying to go into a club for adults. Yes, the club for adults, the adult club um, that they're trying to go into. The adult the, nightclub. Yeah, the models are lined up. They're going in. They're like, hey, models, like, hey, ladies. Hey, Corey um, and Newt. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stickler walks up to the bouncer. And is like, hey, like, we're here for the party uh, on CIA business. And he shows his badge. 
And the badge is actually a, uh, it's, he's missing the badge and said it's a gold star for not crying at his last haircut. Bryce, do you yeah. find that you get emotional during haircuts? No, but... You're actually telling me you've never locked eyes with your barber through the mirror and cried while they were cutting your hair. No, I, I don't go to the same barber. Like, so you can't forge an emotional connection. All right, I get Correct. it. Correct. Yeah, that would be too, too much for me. Uh, have you? No, I also don't go to the same barber. Yeah, I try to mix it up every time so no one um, has a consistent question for me. I, I like to keep my guard up. Yeah. So sometimes I get asked, like, what I'm doing this weekend. Um, and I try to keep it very basic. So, yeah, I don't like getting my hair cut. That's a, a separate two-hour podcast for another day. Bryson um, ran at the salon. At the salon. That would be terrible. I get in and I get out as fast as possible. At the salon. (laughs) Thanks, Usnavi. So Stickler has super long hair, Ren. (laughs) Well, he only gets like half an inch cut. Okay, so he does go frequently. It's just not an extensive cut. Well, the reason he cries so often is because it hurts because it's always so fresh. Mm -hmm. Because you know how fresh hair hurts. So you have to wait until it Fresh dies hair. so you can cut it without it hurting. I'm lost on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to engage in... What, just soft hair? Fresh hair. Fresh hair. <laughs> I'm not engaging with you in the fresh hair versus dead hair debate. Um, it's another two-hour podcast. Yeah, another. that's another two-hour <laughs> podcast. So Stickler tries he takes out a umbrella here right as soon as he finds out he can't get in and he yes, the is CIA like, mini rocket getaway umbrella yeah uh it fails it doesn't do well so he just bolts right yeah he basically gets himself into a wallet full of trouble a wallet full of trouble that's what the bouncer says to him oh, you're in a wallet full of trouble <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's talk miss monet Right, so this is um, let's let's talk Miss Monet, Ren. Are you talking about Lilani Monet, the one, the only Lilani Monet? Uh, what did you think of her character? I immediately thought she was a pedophile. Um, so you and I had talked, um, not too extensively, but you and I had talked about this a little bit beforehand, and so I I was not necessarily like as creeped out by her, but I think some of that comes down to like the different perspectives. So I grew up in like the dance world where um, there's a lot of of things that happen. uh, There's, yeah, I mean, there are, there's a lot of, um, what's her name? Lene Monet? Lilani Monet. Lilani Monet. There's a lot of of, like Lilani Monet-esque personalities. Um, And so I didn't think that it was necessarily um, super bizarre for um for like this type of a, a situation to be happening where Lilani sees Corey and Newton is like oh like you might be a, a good model for me another big thing is uh ever since the Nanoush episode mm-hmm. any like adult child interaction in Corey in the house like heightened that, that yeah has, is even like a little bit nefarious yeah it comes off so much more sinister just because the way just because Nanoush was portrayed with no irony or acknowledgement towards the fact that there was a, a massive decade, age gap a canonical decade gap yeah between mina and anoush yeah and his whole plan was 
to kiss a child on live TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely something that, um, and like thinking across all sitcoms like this, right. That are meant for kids. Like those, um, the shows that feature teen characters such as Corey in the house, or like, I'm thinking about like our Hannah Montana's our sweet life of Zach and yeah. Cody. Sometimes like there are those really uh, like those lines don't exist. Typically no. there's either there's like the parent or there's the teenager acting with other, like um, acting with other adults and yeah. interacting with other adults. Right. So like, those are really the only distinct compartment compartments versus like in the real world you wouldn't really see like an adult and teenager interacting in this way but here she is miss monet sees something in cory and newt i uh, believes that they would be good male models potentially right for a, a campaign that she's gonna be running she so like goes ahead and she's like looking she's like oh i have to shoot an ad in hawaii and I need two guys to pose with five supermodels. Uh, and Newton Corey. So we're, we're not told anything about this ad. Right, Red? I mean, the supermodels are enough for them. They don't, they don't need to be sold on anything else. No, they're like, okay, there will be supermodels. I'm interested. Um, and then they will come back. Uh, so they're going to come back Monday for some test shots. Corey's like amazed. He's like, five models? I take pictures with five models? Wow. What's up, my dogs? Can I get a what, what? Stickler. I I don't know who was making the noise, but someone was going, oh, that's Corey. All right. Yeah, the scene. I thought it was him. They're like sitting in the school courtyard, and Corey has like a paper uh, sock puppet thing. Was it a sock puppet? I I don't know. I thought he was playing with food again. It's yeah. It it might be a sandwich that he was like acting like the sandwich, like the two pieces of bread with a mouth. I'm not sure. And they Uh, were eating him. Yeah, it's there. Whatever's happening here, I'm not (laughs) sure. But Corey does make some sounds, and then Stickler comes in with the "What's up, my dogs? Can I get a what? What?" to newt and cory cory's confused says what then newt's confused also says what stickler's like thanks you know what i found interesting about this scene mm-hmm. this is the second week in a row where the writers have decided to block cory and newt with reality um like stickler comes yeah. in and points out the very real roadblock that they do not have any formal Mail training modeling. or experience as models mm-hmm. doesn't matter doesn't matter except it does this week for whatever reason <laughs> yeah Corey and newt really take it to heart they do they're like "Uh oh like he's right um we don't have the modeling experience and so uh stickler knows a place <laughs> a place that we're about to spend far too much time in in my opinion <laughs> i <laughs> what did you not like about our eight minutes at fab boot camp <laughs> Uh, I wish that it was zero minutes at Fab Boot Camp, the uh, male modeling boot camp featuring a scary muscle man, I wrote. He, uh, so this place, it's like a karate studio-esque building, right? Yeah. Um, 
there's this muscly man who's here to train uh, a crew to be male models. And he's very intense. There's a lot of people signed up for this. I don't know how they all found out about it. And Stickler immediately wants out by trying to burn a hole uh, through the door. It's a laser door burner? Why? The door is unlocked. Why does he not just walk out? He's a CIA boy. Mm. Well, it doesn't work. And then he ends up needing to leave anyway. Um, yeah, Corey and Newt, they're terrified of the muscle man. I wrote him, I wrote his name down as Sir in my notes. Yeah, that's all that he gets addressed as. Um, something I liked is that he doesn't know Corey and Newt's names. Toot and Corny. Yes, he constantly mixes up and messes up their names. That was he... the moment I realized Mina wasn't in the episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tried to think of a name for Mina, and then I thought, wait, she's not in here. Not here. Doesn't matter. If Mina were here, would she shut this whole thing down? Mina would be having a subplot with Candy. Okay. Yep. About how, what, Candy uh, is worried about uh, Corey being interested in other girls. Yes. So yep. Mina assures Candy that Corey would never do anything like that. Yep. Because Corey is like a purple yak. Uh, the most, most trusted and beloved yak in Bahavia. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I can full-on write episodes of Corey in the house at this point. We'll write season three instead of doing uh, mm-hmm. another show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get kind of a montage here. Yeah, them. I like the music in this yeah. montage. Yeah, Muscle Man is yelling at them. Uh, we get a lineup of them having to smile for what we find out has been two hours of practicing their smiles. The Muscle Man yells at Newt, is that your lip quivering boot? Uh, and he says to Koi, is that your jaw cramping gory? Yeah. And They're in pain. I'm... They're in physical pain. They're yes. hurting. And then they get blown away by a fan. It's not believable. That's where you draw the line? I mean, no fan is strong enough to blow people off a stage. <laughs> and if it is strong enough, this guy doesn't have it. You don't think Sir would have a, a fan just as powerful as him? Um, no. No, I don't. It's like that type of fan belongs locked up somewhere. It's dangerous. If it can blow human beings over... Well, maybe he's like a supervillain or something. Windman. And he does the sir. boot camp to like finance his supervillainy. Yeah, it's not cheap. Right? Um, it can't be. Is there a reasonable explanation for how villains finance their stuff? Oh, it depends on the villain, I guess. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think of any villains now in like, at least the Marvel movies. I mean, we who... all approach life differently. Yeah. I, I... Steals from museums. Yeah, they they all yeah they all have some means to finance what they're doing. A lot of them steal. Yeah. Well, that's like yeah, that's rule one, the villain code. The playbook. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if you're gonna start being a villain, might as well steal something. <laughs> it's not a like great point. Like if you're gonna pull off, uh, like go ahead and snap in your fingers to like dissolve half the universe, just like steal something, right? Bryce, what does Thanos do right before that? Steal six Infinity Stones. Yeah. 
And you, you gotta know, commit a little theft to get what you want. At first, morally, he was like, ah, like I can't bring myself to steal. But then again, like if I'm gonna snap and dissolve half the universe, like I might as, might well, as well, right? Might as well steal them, right? That's because at the end of the day, people don't like. Case in point, I recognized him as dissolving half the universe, not stealing six stones. People are gonna li- overlook the petty theft. They will. They'll overlook. <laughs> If, if, if you can do one big thing, you're golden. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Corey is... Corey and Newt... Uh, actually, no. We get a, the Martinez and Victor scene in between here. Uh, which is feels really brief. Is that just me? No, it. I only had one note for it, and it's, it was, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Martinez is going to get a dance lesson from Victor to help with the dance moves for the father-daughter dance. And Victor is dressed in plaid, suspenders, a beret. It's a reference to something you sent yeah, me? Yeah, it's a reference to the show What's Happening. Okay. Um, and he plays a boombox and they dance. Martinez follows along and then Sophie walks in and, like, cringes. That's it. Like... The dancing isn't very funny, right? Do you think this scene would have been funnier if a talking dog walked in and said, that's rough, and then covered its eyes with its paw? Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would have given you and I a lot more to talk about. Like, who is that dog? Uh, how, He's like, great. Yeah, what was the budget on this dog? Uh, definitely, definitely gives us a lot more to work with than what they gave us. Um, all right. So back at Fab Boot Camp, uh, they're onto the final challenge of the day, which is, uh, Sir is gonna throw a can of high energy drink, and the uh, boot camp contestants—I don't know who they are—trainees, um, trainees are they're going to jump on the trampoline and then in midair catch the high energy drink and pose and the camera will take the picture of their midair pose and that's like their final exam okay Uh, and all of them get to pose every one of them they do (laughs) we see them all in order Mm -hmm. and then we get a bunch from Corey. this lovable crew that we've fallen in love with over the course of the past seven minutes they had a photographer on set Mm-hmm. And not enough film to pad out the rest <laughs> of the episode length. Uh, so Snoot goes up first. And and he does an amazing job. Fantastic. He's a natural. Uh, the others go. They're all fine. Corey goes. Uh, like falls down. There's one picture where like his pants are down. It's been a while since we've seen him uh, in his underwear. Yeah, it's for like two weeks, which is in Corey time. Uh, a, a lifetime. Long. Yeah, uh, and then, Cor- so Corey's like can't do it. Sir gets disappointed in him. Newt gives him an, an inspirational speech. Corey does it again. Uh, he does the launch, catch, pose, and chug. Bryce, I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. So the message of this episode is that you shouldn't quit at things. Yeah. But is being unable to do something the same thing as quitting? Like, ultimately, Corey was able to pull off the pose. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been quitting if he simply wasn't able to do it. 
he pushed himself this far. Mm-hmm. It's not quitting if you just hit a roadblock. You know, it's not. It's there's a difference between giving up and being unable and recognizing your limits. Um, I have an answer to that. What's that, Bryce? So uh, I don't know if you are familiar um, with. There's a band, you know, like bands. I, I like some music, but not like a lot, you know. Yeah. So uh, there's one small indie band. Uh, they once wrote the words, "When you try your best, but you don't succeed. Uh, when you get what you want, but not what you need. When you feel so tired, but you can't sleep. Uh, stuck in reverse." Uh, and so, yeah. Bryce. Yeah. Those are beautiful Smash Mouth lyrics. No, it's Fix You by Coldplay. <laughs> Ren. Not uh, Smash Mouth from the, the Shrek. From the Grinch? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, Coldplay answered your question. Ren. Well, they, thank you, Coldplay. They say, when you try your best, but you don't succeed, when you get what you want, but not what you need, physically, you can't sleep, stuck in reverse, and then they go on to say, I will try to fix you. So, to answer your question, if you can't do something, Coldplay will do it for you. All right, so logically, Corey should have just waited for Coldplay to show up. Uh, they don't just, uh, you have to contact them. Okay, so, but the logic here still stands because Corey has contacts, as we know. Yes. He made presidential bobbleheads. Yeah. He uh, became like a, whatever the skeleton thing was, whatever he was winning that award for. Yeah. You know, he knows people. I'm sure he could get in contact with them. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. No, it's a fix you, Coldplay. Um, overall, I mean, they'll show up. They'll help Corey. They'll fix him. They'll make him be able to do it. So I think the message of the episode, sure, they tell us, you know, if you don't ever give up. But what they don't tell you is that if you do need to give up, Coldplay can do it for you. It really just shows the gaps that the Corey and the house writers don't care to fill. They, they assume that we have been listening to, um, to Coldplay. Like they don't, they just assume that the viewer has been doing that. And if they haven't, then, you know, thank God the general audience is Bryce and Ren and Corey in the house who break down all the nuances Exactly. 2007 to 2008 mm-hmm. Disney Channel original series. Do you think after this podcast, there'll be articles that'll go up that'll be like the long unanswered uh, questions left by episode, uh, season two, episode nine of Corey in the House are finally answered? I think it's only a matter of time until we're cited in a professional article. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Corey doesn't give up. I, I, the message of the episode... I get. I'm glad that we actually get a message this week. Yeah. But it, it felt so forced. It did? They they forced it in a way, they were like, let's have Corey and Newt try out for a football team and then fail. Well, quit. Fail and then quit, right? Um, and let's then reference and say that they've quit a bunch of other things. It's like, it's not really... If I know Corey Baxter, I wouldn't say he's a quitter. Yeah, it's not. That's not a, a trait I'd like describe for either Corey or Newt. No, no, Corey's gonna like fight tooth and nail to do what he wants, especially if it he has some way to benefit or like gain something out of it. 
Newt didn't quit when he ran for president. He didn't quit when they put a, you know, telephone in his ear and fed mm-hmm. him lines on his date. Yeah. Um, so Corey gets a certificate um, to be a professional male model. Uh, and then Sir walks away. He's like, I didn't think I was going to cry. So he now pushed Corey as hard as he did because Corey always had it in him. Yes, yeah, like this was a single day. This was six hours in a lunch break. He was uh, just so enamored with the Baxter boy. He's read so much about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's what it was? It was like, oh, you're the the uh, White House chef's son that I've everyone's been talking about. Um, Who's on, in the paper every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has his own, like, uh, front page section at this point on the Times. Yeah, so uh, so we get this, right? So Corey now has his scroll certificate, uh, which I believe I got a similar-looking scroll at my kindergarten graduation. <laughs> and then uh, now Martina's back to our B-plot. Martina's and Sophie, they come back from the dance. Victor is alone watching TV when Sophie and Martinez come in to give an update on how it did. That's not appropriate, right? Like, I was just about to bring up, how would you feel if your <laughs> boss and his daughter showed up in your living room? Uh-huh. Like after you're like long done with your day, mm-hmm. it's presumably like 9 p.m. or something yeah, at this point. he's finally relaxing. And they walk in and they dance for you and make you beatbox for yeah. them? Yeah, that's... Like, I felt so bad for Victor, and Victor gets no joy out of it. In fact, the TV show, the editors, edit out his beatboxing. Immediately. They drown him out with the real music right away. And I don't care if Victor's beatboxing would have been, like, the worst thing in the world to hear. (laughs) Rondell was clearly beatboxing. Mm -hmm. Let him do the damn Waltz beatbox. So, why couldn't they... if? If this is really, because also they walk in to his living room, like you said, uh, he's had a long day of work. They're like, hey, uh, Victor's like, how'd the dance go? We get our, Sophie gets a lesson here too, which is also nice, which is like, hey, my dad was embarrassing. Other dads were more embarrassing. Um, And so then she's like, she whispers to Victor the whole like, hey, I want to waltz with my dad thing. Victor then has to move his couch. Yep. Just form some physical manual labor. Uh, move the couch to clear out his living room so the president and his daughter can dance there. Um, why? They, they could have done this somewhere else. The, the writers just wanted to include Victor in the wrap-up. Which we didn't need. Victor was barely involved. This is like one of the few instances where not having Victor would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So that's, do, do you, isn't it weird that we don't see any of the dance uh, yeah we get like a little bit of it it's um no we don't we don't see any of the dance no they like they rock back and forth like once i'm not talking about their dancing i mean the dance oh that's at the ring. school yeah um i if this was a different episode this could have been our a plot i think the, the like, fab boot camp definitely could have been split up to have mm-hmm. at least another Sophie scene. Uh, pause. How come you and I didn't make the connection that it's called the fab boot camp and Koi does the fabs? Good question. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, is that why, maybe that's why he was able to be pushed so hard in it because the fabs come natural to him. Maybe, okay, maybe Sir got the name for the fab boot camp because he heard about the fabs in the paper. Yes. In one of Corey's uh, many <laughs> tales, exploits. Uh, all right, anything else with the B plot? I, I was done with it before it started. Do you, is Martinez's approval rating going to drop for making a fool of himself by doing the rerun dance from what's happening? Uh, I think it goes up. You think it goes up? Yeah, I think he went to a father-daughter dance with his daughter. and Happens to beloved American sitcom. All right. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. Wow, a rare up for Martinez. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be by very much. There's only so many people at Sophie's school. <laughs> right. Um, but... So then uh, this end scene, back in the infamous alleyway, where... Corey and Newt were once told that they were uh, looked to be amazing male models. And they're back here, ready for the test shots. And they do a choreographed dance for Miss Monet in the alley still, right? So there, yeah. we get to go inside. The poorly lit alley. Yeah, he said, I wrote they only had the budget for this one set. Um, Monet wanted uh, them for the ad because they were unpolished. And now they are no longer schlumpy they are too good they've become the perfect male models yes they're too fabulous funny ending funny outcome to this it's it's a good twist it was the only thing that made miss monet palatable yeah and then stickler shows up to defend because she's like oh i don't want you to and stickler's like hey those are my friends stickler like i don't i have no clue where he comes from three amigo he comes out of the trash alleyway yeah, yeah there's like a corner with like trash cans yeah sticker comes out of and who knows how long he was there just waiting there to say that uh hey these are my friends leave them alone uh he says we're the the three amigos like you said and then uh miss monet is like oh you have potential stickler you could be the next big male model and that's so that's what we get of that uh he's whisked away and then newton Corey, they're happy that they didn't give up they do one last strut um they strut into the sunset yeah and now our end scene we get kind of the final payoff here uh stickler made it into the ad the ad is for stank away bryce like, what is stank away yeah, it's like know? a uh foot deodorizer Right, you got smelly feet. You away the stank with the deodorizer with stank away. It's also a reference to a that's so Raven episode. Mind your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raven Chelsea and Eddie's project is called Stank Away. So maybe Ratatouille Eddie <laughs> pulled this off, or we have we have no in your uh, no in-universe explanation for what Chelsea's been up to, so maybe we'll give this to her. I actually want to give it to Stanley controlling Eddie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because Lionel's gone, right? Yeah, yeah, so Stanley's the one who's running. <laughs> Eddie's rotting Eddie's body. body. <laughs> Eddie has not eaten in a very long time. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah, and so um, Corey 
Stickler's embarrassed by what the ad is, and Corey made sure that everyone in school got a copy, which just makes Corey look like uh, a massive jerk. It's definitely one of uh, Corey's biggest revenges, but at the same time, how many times has Stickler stolen Corey's clothes? Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like I feel like yeah. this is one of the few cases where Corey's vengeance does feel appropriate. I mean, Stickler Stickler was responsible for shredding up Corey's debit card. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Stankler can live with it. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about this ending is Corey and Newt dabbing away into the school. Yeah. Did you notice? No. no they no. both dab. Before dabbing was cool. Uh, what, what an episode. episode. Yeah. Um, lots of lessons. Everything came together. Just as it should. Uh, Eddie, what are the roses here? What are the roses? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was laughing more than I usually do. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to like a general. hmm, I don't know. Maybe Stickler, because a lot of my biggest laughs came from Stickler. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give this the rose to Stickler, little bachelor style. Wow. Yeah, he he was definitely fun this episode. Uh, who gets my rose? Or, like, what gets my rose? Something I really liked here. Um, uh, the, I didn't love the boot camp. <laughs> I'm struggling with this one, right? I think you enjoyed the episode more than I did. Um, I think I enjoyed aspects of the episode more than you did. Yeah. Uh, I guess the the shots of the different uh, model trainees in midair holding the high energy drink. That was fun. That's your rose. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was, that was pretty funny, pretty goofy. All these midair shots. Uh, anything that you want to see more of? More of? I don't know. It's hard to want to see more of at this point. This is a, this has been a problem with the buds for a while now. I feel. Yeah. Do you want to cut bud? Just rose and thorn. Rose and thorn. Yeah. I'm good cutting the bud. All right. Well, yeah, we'll do that then. <laughs> All right. Uh, so worst part of the episode. Thorn. Was thorn. The fab boot camp was definitely too long. Yeah. And it took away from other stuff that we could have seen. Yeah. And like, it wasn't, um, it wasn't bad. It, it was just long. The it scenes that did. Ex- yeah. The scenes that did exist. Cause the, I said montage kind of earlier, but it was three scenes. Like, and that's the thing. It could have been condensed into just one big scene. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. Because that's usually how Corey in the house does does these kinds mm-hmm. of things, too. Yeah. Yeah. By, by just getting it over with. But instead, we got two scenes and the climax of the episode around it. So. Uh, all right. Any reviews this week, Ren? Yes. We have mm-hmm. two, and they're both positive. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So we'll start with Srzeska. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave it a nine title. It was okay. <clears throat> they gave it a nine title. It was okay. This episode was okay. And I really liked the end when Stickler wanted to go for modeling. And the lady asked him if he wanted to. He said yes. And he was really happy. But then he was in a magazine with huge feet and everyone started to laugh. Corey and Nude are requested to go to modeling and they do so. 
Meanwhile, the president wants to learn some moves for a dance and Victor teaches him. This episode was okay and I liked it and I laughed at the end of the episode. I just didn't see the beginning of this, so I don't really know what happened. <laughs> 9 out of 10. Classic IGN review. You ready for VG Freak 8? Yeah, bring it. <clears throat> VG Freak 8. I liked it. 8 out of 10. Corey and Newt want to be part of a modeling shoot and when a woman tells them that she likes them, they go to a one-day male model boot camp. They decide to stick it out even though they suck. They complete it and become fabulous. Unfortunately, it's not what the lady's looking for. Stickler gets chosen. It turns out to be an ad to stop stinky feet. Sophie is embarrassed by her dad when he dances. This episode was okay. I liked the lesson of not giving up. That boot camp didn't look so bad. It was goofy how they couldn't do some of the stuff. I give it an <laughs> 8 out of 10. Does VG Freak 8 want to go to Fab Boot Camp? VG? <laughs> I, <laughs> what? Why? The boot camp doesn't look too bad. <laughs> <laughs> he like, likes the energy he likes her <laughs> oh like yeah that, that could be fun that could be good like i could go to that um yeah that seems seems like bg freak 8 is suddenly saying like hey if anyone knows anything like this can you let me know uh send me over there i so, would not want to do fab boot camp yeah i don't think i would want to do it either uh Seemed like a lot of work for not a lot of payoff. Sir is, sir is also, you know, making me freeze frame for two hours. Where's the, you know, the consider the human limit. Yeah. These are 15-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. It's draining. Which I'm presuming we would become if we did the fab boot camp. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, so Martinez. Let's talk about him. He did his dance. You think, it'd be, you think it'd be endearing for him? I do. Yeah. He's at negative 190. Okay. Ren. Last time he went up um, was when he went from negative 95 to negative 75. Um, in, he went to negative 75 in lip service. Let me think. I, I don't even remember what his storyline was there. Lip service? Yeah. That's oh, the... that's when he uh, catches Victor at the carnival, right? Oh, yeah. Yep, and he, he uh, scolds him in front of the public. <clears throat> yeah. So, I don't Did think he's... a plus one? What'd you say? Like a plus one? Who's a plus one? Martinez gets a plus one for dancing. This week? You think from negative 190 to negative 189? Yeah. You know, um, one per, you only let's think about it. Mm-hmm. So let's say a few of the of the dads there were impressed with Martinez's dancing. Yeah, they think, all right, that whole Alaska situation wasn't so bad, I guess. But how many of them are active voters? How many of them are active voters? Uh, how many of them are Martinez's party? Yeah, not a lot. And keep in mind, Martinez previously in the year shut them all down during uh, parent-teacher, what, not, what was it, uh, bring your father to work day? Yeah, he belittled that working class man. Yes. Uh, the donut guy. He was Maybe, not happy with. Right, I'm not so sure his rating's going to go up anymore now that you bring that up, actually. Yeah. So these are all people who already don't like him. And then he shows up. I'm assuming, so let's paint this picture. Okay. Okay. Seven o'clock, right? Uh, let's okay. Let's paint it from the perspective of 
another child like Haley. Haley and her dad. All right, Haley and her dad. They're having a nice time, you know. Yeah. The fum. Haley's finally recovered from the fumigation. Yeah. This is basically the first big thing she's been able to do since being hospitalized. Yeah. And then, uh, so they're dancing. They've been there for about ten minutes, and then uh, a bunch, a large, large group of uh, people in suits and sunglasses come in and start to clear out the dance floor. Okay. All right, so, I'm following. And then you can't see, but you can hear other. Haley can't see, but can hear other parents talking like, oh, it's Martinez. Like, oh, Martinez is coming. Oh, like always like a big show with this guy. Like, oh, like even here, really? Uh, and then Martinez and Sophie come in, still can't see him. Uh, they dance for, uh, I don't know, three minutes. And then Sophie wants a drink. So they clear out like the food and beverage area. And everyone needs to then go onto the dance floor. So they must dance. And then... So Martinez forces them to dance. Yes. And then Martinez gets gets tired. And just says, watches for a bit. I, I'm exhausted. Yeah, he watches for a bit. Um, and then goes home. I think that the Secret Service agents should carry him home. Yeah. As like a show of power. Mm-hmm. So the other parents understand who's really in charge here. Yeah. And Sophie spits at another kid. Yeah. Like she drinks some of the punch, spits it out, says, I liked it. I just wanted to <laughs> <spit> it. <laughs> uh, negative 200? I say negative 200. I think that's yeah. good. That's a reasonable draw. No. I was like thinking possibly this could go well, but uh, people are going to loathe them. All right. Uh, what is this episode called? Uh, model behavior. behavior. All right. And lastly, Ren, what are we rating the episode? I am going to give this episode a four. It gave me Stanley episode vibes in that I really liked a lot of the jokes, but the general episode was not meshing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes me wish I could take the better parts and put it somewhere else. Yeah. Huh. I I think I'm going to go with a two. A t- wow. Lower than last week? No, 2.5. I'll keep it the same as last week. Just in comparing the two. Um, it, I just didn't have that much. Like, it was weird. It was a weird episode. Uh, I didn't feel like there was a big moment. The No, there wasn't a big moment. No, the boot camp was kind of anticlimactic. Uh, some of the jokes were okay. Stickler was really the only redeeming factor here, and Mina's being absent. I think Stickler was a big plus for me. Mm-hmm. And I actually think the first half was considerably stronger than the second. I think the episode got worse as it went on. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Because uh, the second half is just is really the boot camp. Yeah, it dominates the so weird much. dance scene, and then in Victor's living room. And then the end bit where we find out Corey and Newt didn't get it. So, uh, yeah, no, I, there was nothing special about this episode to me. There was nothing that felt really, really good. Um, and I just want Corey in the house to get back to like white house shenanigans. I really wonder if we'll see any. It, 
it feels like the show's completely outgrown that angle. Yeah. It's like, I know Uninvited Pest, we had kind of White House shenanigans, but then it. That was of, more of like by nature of the premise. Though. Yeah. It, Stanley had to be where Corey lived. Exactly. It seemed. They didn't even make use place. of the fact that Stanley was in the White House. In the White, no, if, if anything, it just disregarded it. So, um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll stick with my 2.5. And, um, and that is that. So, Ren, uh, you and I are so close to the end here. Yeah, four to go. Four episodes of Corey in the House left. Um, you and I, as of tomorrow, will be approximately one month out from... Or by the time this episode drops, we'll be more than... Or less than a month until the finale of Bryce and Ren and Corey in the House. Season one. Yeah. Done. Absolutely done. So... Uh, if you've made it this far, we say thank you. Oh, yeah, uh, thank by you. the way, I should have addressed this at the top of the show. Kim Possible was far, is far more popular than even Stevens. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I got absolutely annihilated wherever uh, anyone could voice their opinions. We got messages about it. Really? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I got messages about it. Um, our Twitter poll obviously said that. And we, of course, got comments as well about it so i'm glad the people were rational and mm-hmm. came to their senses there was not a single person who said even stevens not even one just as i knew there wouldn't be yeah so ren one bryce zero and <laughs> we'll need to go back to this another time uh not this exact thing because i've already lost but uh, we can compete on something else and i will win next time so uh but yeah so thank you for listening uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Ren, our Instagram page. I've uh, went back to. I don't. I don't know if this is our Instagram works. Uh, so if I should not do this, let what? me know. But I went back to a Disney Plus post uh, of That's a Raven from like a year ago, <laughs> and I just followed, just followed anyone who I could. <laughs> uh, if people follow back, let's see what happens. Yeah, so, and we have, we've had some people follow back. Nice. So, um, that's, we're building an audience, right? This is how we do it. Bryce, I actually need to point out something interesting. Yes. There seems to be two missing episodes in season two. In ter- as far as production order go, there are two missing scripts. The production order codes go up to 215, but 211 and 212 are, were never aired. I wonder where they are. Yeah. Brace and Ren and Corey, the lost episodes. <laughs> if only, yeah. No one wants to get those episodes to us. So we'll, we won't know. Let's find the scripts. Mm-hmm. Do a live reading. I would do it. Um, if only we could find the scripts. Yeah, I um, tweeted at Rondell Sheridan today uh, to get on Cameo. He's not on Cameo? No, he's not on Cameo. All right, let's see if we can get him on Cameo so we can hire him for the final episode. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but he's, he's not there. So we'll try, see if he, he's interested. But he does respond if you mention um, a basketball team. I don't know what team he's into, but the team that he's in. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, never mind. Okay, never mind. No, what uh, was his name? No, as I was saying this, um, I got a notification, um, but it was just Nicole liking uh, my tweet. <laughs> so... Uh, oh, well. 
But no, yeah, he likes the. Uh, where is it? He was talking all about the uh, the Lakers, the L.A. Clippers. He's a big L.A. Clippers fan. Yeah, I don't know who the Clippers are. Is that a real team? Uh, like a team? Like, yeah, no, it's like a, a team, team, right? The Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Uh, do you think it has to do with haircutting? In which case, you and I want nothing to do with them. I wouldn't want to cry on podcast. Absolutely not. Uh, so, anything else? I've already said thank you like three times. Um, go ahead, vote on what we're going to watch next if you haven't already. And otherwise, we will catch you next week. For... Did we see what episode we're saying? We're watching? No, uh, we'll be watching season two, episode 10 of Cory in the House, titled Sitting Pretty. A Rondell directed episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's hope for the best from him. Yeah, it's been a mixed bag from him. It really right. has. So last time, last time we got Rondell, it was uh, which one? Uh, no, has he not done one in season two? No, he did through the roof, which was oh, one of yeah. the worst episodes. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Um, Alexander, I was thinking about him this week. <laughs> you think he'll pop up again? No, I don't think he will, but I miss him. I, I, there's certain characters, and I miss, like, Alexander, I miss. They've just been leaning so much into Candy as, like, the supporting character that we've lost. Mm-hmm. Corey in the House's growing roster of side characters. Yeah, it makes me really sad. So, all right. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening, and check us out next week. All right, take care, everyone. Have fun hosting Hollywood Squares. Bye. Bye. Raisin Randy writes an electric guitar. like a community movie could happen no no me neither no don glover's too big he's gonna be in lando he's gonna be lando yeah which i didn't agree with and then um i guess it is happening so you don't agree with his casting as lando no i did, did I you want to de-age billy d williams no i <laughs> i didn't think he was gonna do it again you didn't thought, think he'd accept yeah, no, I thought it was too corporate. Should we, like, let's put it to a vote on the Twitter. No, but what? <laughs> let's say he's going to do it. Ando too corporate, yes no. or no? Oh, okay, I mean, I think it's too corporate, but you don't think it's too corporate? It's Disney. I didn't, I didn't say my answer. I'm just saying we should, we should put it to a vote, see what the people think. Okay, but why? Let's see what they, like, we should, let's see what they think. I don't why not? <laughs> I don't know. People might like get bothered that you don't like Donald Glover as Lando. No, they might think that him going Lando is not too corporate. But me thinking that it's going too corporate because you won't even express your opinion. I, I, I mean, I get I'm it. I'm like out here on an island. He he's Donald Glover. He was doing he was childish Gambino. So do you agree? Like Atlanta doing Disney is some is a bit too corporate for him. I I yeah. understand the point of so view. So you don't think he should do Lando? 
I I liked Solo, all right? I, I liked it. I'm not saying he <laughs> was bad there, but that was a different time. Right? I haven't seen Atlanta season two, so maybe I need to watch that for more context. I don't think I don't think it'll change anything. <laughs> you never know, Bryce. No. 